So I'm here with Selena B. Hunter and Nia, uh, artists and CEOs of Haffer Entertainment. How are you guys doing today? Good. Thank you. Thank Wonderful. You. Thank for you having so us. much for joining me. Um, one of the questions I had, like, you know, I thought the name of uh, Haffer Entertainment was uh, interesting. How did that come about? Well, basically, I was doing research, trying to figure out what really resonated. After I decided I wanted to start a record label, I wanted to figure out how to make myself unique. And after reading the book, that was pretty much a marketing book all about being unique. And the name of the book was Purple Cow. I decided, okay. Let me continue to do some research. I researched a lot of major companies, and then I came across um, the story of Nike. And I was like, oh, that's a very interesting story. And, and I said, oh, that really resonated with me. And then I just kept doing research. And then I thought about uh, different, because I'm into goddesses and gods as well. So I said, you know, let me figure out how I can use the goddess which but, but an egyptian goddess not a greek goddess because i'm a black woman and i really wanted to, to resonate with me and with the people that i'm speaking to and i researched the different egyptian goddesses and hathor was just perfect due to what she represented she had a cow's head and i had just read the purple cow book about being unique from seth Godin and and a woman's body. And I was like, you know what? That would be perfect. I, I just felt like that was a sign. I was like, okay, I wrote, read about the purple cow and she got a cow's head. And, you know, the cow is significant when it comes to a lot of different cultures outside of America. And I just thought, okay, I, I think I'm on to something here because what she represented being representing the stars and women and music and love I was like, wow, okay, that really resonated with me because that's what I felt like I wanted to represent and that's who I felt like I was. So in essence, I kind of feel like I'm half for. That's incredible. Uh, you know, uh, Nia, this question is for you specifically as an artist, you know, like what's it like being on a label that like, you know, empowers women, women and then like, you know, working with your mom? Um, it's a dream come true, honestly. We've never not wanted to be in this type of business and this type of lane in the industry. So seeing it come to fruition and, you know, us going at it full force, I'm really excited about what it's going to bring because I feel like what we're doing is so necessary, especially for women in the industry and even more, especially for women of color in the industry. Uh, Selena, like I understand like that you uh, shut down uh, your 25 year tax and business management firm, you know, uh, what was it like, you know, about like starting a label specifically for women, you know, that made you uh, take that leap? At the time, I decided to shut down my other company because I wasn't really feeling like I was being fulfilled. And it's like you can make money all day, but if you don't feel like that you're really servicing people, it, I, I felt like a lot of times you're, you're dealing with a lot of entertainers and athletes. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't 
know how to be helped. And when you try to help them, it becomes draining sometimes to your soul when you're trying to help someone who, who really, it's like you got to go so deep in helping a person. It's almost like you got to be their therapist. You got to be their confidant. You got to be so many different things. I was like, okay, this, this is not working for me. And so I said, with my primary aim, I wanted to make sure that I was meeting that and doing something fulfilling. And basically that's kind of how I took that leap because I wasn't being fulfilled. And starting a, woman, a label for women, that's fulfilling me because it's more than about music. It's about women's equality. Because although we're oppressed all over the world, every woman, no matter who you are, but even so outside of America, there's women that don't even have the freedom of movement. And I said, okay, how can I keep talking about those type of things and make collaborations with those type of organizations and reach women all over the world? And I said, I can do it through music because music is one of the things that connects us. We all can agree on music. We all can love and laugh about music and, and remember a place and a time when it comes to music. So I felt like that was the connector, that was the conduit that I was gonna use, that was the catalyst that I was using to reach women all over the world and to live out my primary aim is to, although I wanna make money, of course I'm a businesswoman, but I wanted to, I wanna feel like I'm helping somebody. I wanna feel like I'm doing something that's bigger than me and that's bigger than the company itself that's contributing to the greater good of the world. And so I decided that from here forth, just the things that I do, it needs to align with my primary aim or I'm not going to do them. And this is just one of the things that just really aligned and resonated for me. Right. And it's powerful. I think like, you know, even in America, you know, there's still like, you know, oppression of women. We see like, you know, uh, yesterday, like, you know, in Texas, there's a law banning, you know, most abortions after about six weeks of pregnancy you know, went into effect on Wednesday, despite, you know, the 1973 Supreme Court decision that established a constitutional right to the procedure. So like, you know, I feel like, you know, there's definitely a need, but like on the flip side of that, you know, you have a lot of artists, I think sometimes that, you know, uh, they're making music that isn't necessarily empowering to women. What are your thoughts about that, either of you? I think... And I want Nia to answer after I'm done because she's an artist. But to give my two cents, I think that I want a variety. I don't expect my artists out here to raise my children. I want a variety. So I want to be able to twerk a little bit. I want to be able to make love. I want to be able to laugh. I want to be able to dance and, and do all kind of other dances. I, I, when when I listen to music, I don't expect my children to be listening to the same music I'm listening to because I'm a grown woman. So when it comes to that, I think the responsibility that de definitely needs to be like a pie and put upon everybody that's involved in the monetization of that music. And that comes from the labels, the the social platforms, the parents, because that's their, that's, you know, that's their children. I mean, so I mean, just everybody, it, it takes a village. So, I mean, if we continuously push it on the artists and try to go down that road, that's a slippery slope when you're talking about First Amendment rights. How about you, Nia? 
Um, yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat being someone who didn't grow up listening to adult type of music like that because I wasn't allowed to. And now being the adult artist that I am, I like making songs, you know, about sex, love and all that other stuff that adults listen to. But knowing that I do have those young followers and I do have those people that are going to look up to me, whether I ask to be a role model or not. You know, it's important to have balance in my music so that I am relaying a message that I would be proud for them to hear. Most definitely. And, um, you know, I really get like a positive vibe and message from uh, your music. And uh, I like the, the representation of the label overall. I feel is uh, definitely needed. Um, Nia, like, you know, and stuff, everything. can you talk a little bit about your career? I know you've like, you know, been on the Lion King on Broadway and like uh, you were like uh, asked to like, you know, be um, part of CSAC, you know, which is a performer rights organization and stuff and everything like where you have to be invited to join and stuff or you were invited as a preteen. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, I'm not going to lie. It was so long ago. Many of the little important details are kind of lost to me now. Right. <laughs> but but um, it was both of them. Both of those things were a beautiful experience to me. For me, Broadway, especially um, being able to work in some of the toughest work out there in the industry. You know, performing several days a week. It's all live, and it definitely, um, as a young person, it kind of trained my discipline and things that I should expect going forward in this in this industry. Um, and being signed to CSAC at a young age was such a blessing as well, because I remember my parents always took me to every type of meeting they had. They used to have these Temple Tuesday meetings where they'd go over the music business. So it was always ingrained in me how much the business side of this is just as important as the creative side. Right. And, um, Selena, like, you know, I noticed like, you know, one of the, um, main things that the that your label half for entertainment emphasizes a hundred percent artist ownership can you talk about that the importance of that yes i i think i mean it seemed like that should not be an issue but unfortunately this it's an issue i mean a lot of times people don't understand that with a lot of major label contracts what you're signing is an employment agreement right and with me I, I call the young ladies that I sign goddesses because that's how I want them to be treated. But I, I, I see them as business owners, as artists, as creators, as people. And I feel like 100% ownership is, I, I, this is my barometer. Everything that I want for my daughter, who's an artist, I want for every woman out here. She's no better than anyone else. And I want her to have a 100% ownership of every single thing she creates because I'm building bosses. I'm building brands. I'm building women. I'm building philanthropists. So I, I want them to understand it all and to be proud owners and understand the, 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 the benefit and the value of copyright. We're in a $30 billion industry. Yes, they need to own it. It's theirs. Wow, that's powerful. And uh, like, I think like, you know, that's a, a message that, you know, uh, needs to resonate more because you see so many artists, you know, signing these 360 deals and, um, 
you know, just like hearing like, you know, uh, some of like the horrifying stories, you know, um, is there any like particular instances like, you know, that, that you've experienced in the music industry uh, that, you know, um, as women that like, you know, like you felt like you were being treated differently or, or not treated equal? <laughs> I, I mean, there's, there's so much, there, there's layers to this. First of all, I'm black. That's a layer with the racism. Second of all, I'm a woman. That's a layer. Third of all, I'm 51 years old. That's another layer. So, I mean, we get discriminated so much. It just, it's almost like common practice. I mean, most things are not made for us or people that look like us. So, I mean, just, yes, there's been plenty of things. I mean, even thinking Nia being closed into rooms and people not believing that she created the song herself. People, I mean, and making her do it again on the spot. It's like, who do they do that to? I mean, just uh, making sure that we understand our place as women when we're talking to, or I don't know how many meetings I set into, and Lord forbid if I take my husband, who's my business partner with me, and although I'm the one in charge, they literally look at him and talk to him all day. And I'm like, and I can be talking to them. They will be talking back to me, but looking at him. I mean, just stuff like that, just being disregarded, being underpaid. That's going to, that's not just the music industry. I'm talking, this is every industry. Just so happened, I'm just in the music industry. But honey, do you know better? This is happening everywhere and in any industry. That's why the game of Monopoly was, is so powerful. And I made sure that my kids understood the game of Monopoly because at the end of the day, when you look around at every industry, you can pretty much pinpoint the top three or four who's pretty much getting all the revenue, 80% of the revenue, but 20, the 80% the of the people that's doing all the work, they're getting 20% of the revenue and they're not owning anything and they're the ones being disrespected. And I mean, we see the dynamics. It's just time to speak up and change the dynamics. So I'm expecting pushback, but I'm here for it. Wow, that's uh, powerful. Uh, Nia, uh, when, when is your EP gonna drop? Um, we don't have a definitive date yet, although an estimated arrival is September. So I'm really hoping for that. It's my little pandemic baby that I created, and I'm really excited for everyone to get to hear it. Definitely. I'm excited to hear it as well. Uh, thank you, ladies, so much for uh, joining me, and I, I really appreciate your time. Thank I thank you, you so for having us. We most, appreciate you. Most definitely, anytime. Yes, keep in touch. I most definitely will. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You guys too. Bye-bye.